Fame St. Pete, hosted by the one and only St. Pete is Super Cool. As always, this is Sarabe, and today I'm with Hummingbird, another local artist in the St. Pete area. How are you? I'm wonderful. What's going on? I'm so happy we finally got you on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. It, was, it wasn't very hard. I didn't really have to pull your leg. No, I think St. Pete is super cool, and I would love every opportunity to talk about it. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> so, I guess let's talk about how you got your name, your artist name, Hummingbird. Because it's not, it doesn't sound like a lot of the other, like, artist names that they give themselves. So right. you decided to pick a bird. Yes. Well, as far as birds go, hummingbirds definitely... I mean, if you find someone who doesn't like hummingbirds, stay away from that person. Yeah, Everyone likes like hummingbirds. I think I picked a good one. Uh, well, I was going by uh, paintings of Steve Brown uh, in the art world. I think Instagram is probably your website. Mm-hmm. People go to your Instagram infinitely more times than your website. So on that like handle, that was paintings of Steve Brown, and it just kind of looked really big. But, I mean, that's my name. Yeah. And I didn't want to say get too in the in the like part of me where I want to like bust out on a hummingbird I wanted to stay a little bit more humble and just use my normal artist name Mm -hmm. and that's where it was for a little bit it was probably like three or four years uh, as paintings of Steve Brown Uh, but even as that I needed a logo to use as my uh, as my profile picture as something that people know me by and especially as a sticker to use for everything and one day I just painted a hummingbird I was really good at painting birds I painted an owl that went over really well oh wow so I said what's the next bird and I found this I think it was like a glass bird uh pendant on google and I kind of used that as my my look as and then I painted it whatever colors I wanted to and it came out really nice had really crisp lines around it and at the time a couple uh confidants said oh no just just go by Steve Brown just go by your actual name that is what every artist does you know um there's a artist that I really like uh who has changed his name uh-huh. uh to be like a better artist name for himself but it's still just a normal guy's name you know yeah. first name last name i think i know which artist you're talking about yeah. we won't reveal their identity yes though. let's keep it a secret no that's, one knows that it's his fake name that's one person that's <laughs> really trying to get on the podcast here he's a slippery eel <laughs> yes very much that's it that'd be a good artist name for him yes it would yeah. but to just uh, button up and, and put the whole thing together i had the hummingbird but i had the name paintings of steve brown mm-hmm. and something clicked about two years ago where i said I'm not going to just go by my name anymore. I think it's not impactful. People don't remember it. I have the most boring name. And at that point, I put out, like, thousands of stickers of hummingbirds. So I went back into Instagram, and I tried one night. It was, like, 3 Mm a.m. I said, fuck it. I threw down my my paint brushes, and I said, I'm going to change this right now. And I went through, and I found that really wonderful Instagram app, which is hum with a period where the I should be ng bird. So hummingbird with a period as the first I. And that is stuck, and that has really propelled me forward. People remember that really hard. I think you should totally change your name to just Hummingbird. As my actual name? Like, that's your name. That's I would your love that. Name. Hum as my first name. It's so funny, because when Cody first told me your name, I was like, no. I was like, that just doesn't... I was like, it does... It's like, Steve is, like, just a very... 
it's a basic name. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just we're just gonna be honest here. It's a basic name. And I've hated my name forever. And you are not a basic individual. Thank you. <laughs> like, there's nothing about you that screams very basic at all. I don't really know what your parents were doing there. Bless their souls, but just um, very middle of the road white suburbanites that's where my parents were they so weren't like, they were not have any tattoos or like and like are you just <clears throat> kind of like this like bang well here it, i am it's a i think it's every generation tries to rebel or not be what they don't like about their mm-hmm. parents whatever that is whether i don't think i really rebelled i think i'm living a pretty great clean morally you know on the right moral path life but you just have a handlebar mustache and a ton of tattoos and yeah. you just don't follow the status quo. I think I just love attention and my parents didn't care about the attention they had and I think I went that direction where I said, you know what, you guys don't get a lot of attention. I want all the attention and I definitely have been absorbing it forever. But whether they gave me a boring name or not and now I got to give myself a, a better name. Do you think like if you changed your name they would be like, why did you do this? Yeah, there's, I mean, my background is, well, I'm a, from a very small Jewish family that was, you know, that escaped the Holocaust. So me changing my name or my identity that hard might be a little bit of a, it might be a little bit of a slight to how far our family came while being small and intimate. You know, we don't, I don't have like seven brothers and sisters to carry on the name. So I feel like as much as I... Keep the probably name for don't them. look the way my yeah. parents would want me to look. I you also want to at least have that name. That's that's. It's pretty brutal the the stories that I was told, but it's. I mean, I no longer have that side of my family. History, but the history that I do know is that when they were starting to write like Yudin on the on the Jewish owned businesses, uh-huh. my grand my grandfather turned to my grandmother. They had a bookstore, and he said, "You know how you always want to go to America? We're going. Yeah. We're selling everything, and we're going. We're starting a family." And that's the story that I was told. That was a story that I've, I remember. I've seen a couple, like it's, it's hard for people to talk about things. And I think that a lot of time, a lot of people from that that time period try to give a really nice sanitized mm-hmm. story mm-hmm. to what that is. And it's a beautiful that that's a really nice, easy, sanitized, beautiful story for it. I think it was messier, yeah. and more horrible than it really you know yeah than it was that way so well, my father a very good friend of my father's we were i was talking to him on sunday and i mean you know my dad escaped like iran and mm-hmm. uh like like in the middle of the war and i just like remember like you know uh him telling us like stories about it and stuff like that and like i can i mean i imagine that was really scary for my father but i can only imagine when you're like a jew trying to escape from like people who like want you dead for no reason yeah i mean it's a uh there's a huge a lot of there's a huge family on my mother's side that was over in germany i think they kept on coming over little mm-hmm. by little and then once that happened everyone was like all right we're <laughs> yeah. we're going over everyone's going yeah yeah do you ever think that you try to depict that in like your art somehow and, and do or would you just like is that just something you I just try to be a bright alone? a bright you be shining bright light and happy and I did a little a couple political pieces that I don't have up online and they were fo- like I'm a political person I think I, I have a really good grasp on what's mm-hmm. happening in our country and where yeah. I would like it to go I just think that when there's art that has way too many stories behind it mm-hmm. and not just like, isn't this pretty? Yeah. It's, it turns art into 
I'm trying to sell this to you instead of your eyes are selling it for you. And oh. I kind of like art to be like, you see it and you're like, whoa, I love that. Not you see it and be like, uh, this is, you know, uh, yeah. Hitler's rise to power. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, instead of being like, oh, this is just a beautiful bird that I painted. I like that, though, because I do feel like sometimes, like, e- even for myself, like, as, like, a consumer, we do tend to try to go for the ones that, like, tell, uh, like, speak a story. Mm. And then, yeah, like, sometimes just, like, I guess the eyes just being like, ooh, okay. You know, you've, you've caught my eye. I mean, I've had art ruined by a story, oh, you know? Wow. I liked a piece, and uh, I, was ab- I was about to buy it. And I remember them saying, like, oh, yeah, well, you know, this, this one really, really means a lot to me. You know, my mother really liked this jewel. And, like, it turned it into her story instead of and, – and whether it influenced the price or not, I don't know. But it turned it into a story versus what I was seeing. And I actually, I painted a, a like, a faceless man. Uh-huh. He kind of had, like, a little bit of, like, a, like a white guy afro, like, curly hair. Uh-huh. But he had a swirly face where you uh-huh. couldn't really make out. And it was all, co- it was every color, so couldn't really tell what race or, you know, you barely tell it it's a male unless you knew my reference photo, the guy I used for it. And I sold so many pieces just by shutting up and letting black women go, oh, I love this. I see me. I see me because it kind of looked like a little afro, a little yeah. part in it. He's like, oh, I see me as this woman, this black woman with all the rainbow colors yeah. trying to spill out of me. And I'm trying to make my my colorful mark on this world. That's Aww. me. And they buy the pieces. So then you do know? you think that, like, really, like, as artists, like, you know, you guys should really just allow the, like, not put stories of yourselves in it? Because I feel like creatives, we do a very good job of putting a little piece of us in everything. And that's not bad. There's nothing wrong with that. But maybe that's not what the consumer wants. I mean, I come from a place that I've – I have so many tattoos that now I just get things because they're pretty. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and I have found that the ones I got because they're pretty, people stop on the street and go, whoa, that tattoo is awesome. All the other tattoos that mean so much to me, you know, it's, this is my favorite song. This one's, you know, about my mother. This is a time I tripped really hard on mushrooms. You know, like uh-huh. all these things that for me mean something. Other, other people, people are like, them. whoa, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Like, wow. Like, and what does it mean? And then like, nothing. This is just really pretty. I had a thought that I want a giant robot on my arm. I had a thought that I wanted a giant lantern on my stomach. And those are the things that people are like, holy crap. And... I think in art, and this is this might come off like not egotistical, but like idealistic. Uh-huh. That if you paint something pretty, if you do something pretty, people are just going to be like, "Give me," instead mm-hmm. of being like, "All right, now sell it to me." What's the story here? Be like, "Well, this represents my struggle, you know, with alcoholism, and this is why." Like, do you see this? Like, if you look at it sideways, you kind of see that this is a bull, and the bull represents addiction. And you're like, "Oh my god!" Like, you're getting really deep. And then if someone comes over to your house, you got to be like, all right, there's this guy I met, 2023. He's addicted in high school. To, you know, like, like, you have to, like, go through the whole thing versus someone comes in. They go, whoa, what is that? They're like, oh, it's a deconstructed hummingbird. They're like, whoa, that's cool as hell. And then you move on or people, like, get real close and they touch it and they're like, wow, this is really cool. So then I guess tell us, like, because you've been doing um, 
the hummingbirds are like really coming into your art more now i feel like mm-hmm. you've really gone back you were trying to do portraits for a while mm-hmm. um and you're now going like really deep into the hummingbirds but you're using ai for it yes so tell us a little bit about that i am a uh, i proselytize for ai art <laughs> i love it so much uh I think that AI art, um, no matter what you use, if it's Dolly or Midjourney, there's a lot of uh, a lot of ones that are coming through that are really nice. Whatever you use to make AI art, you are holding hands with a robot and trying to identify and trying to define art for mm-hmm. both of you. You're trying to define art for this robot, you're trying to define art for yourself. There are so many AI generated images that take you know a minute i was making some before you before we started this you saw how fast it was going through it takes one minute you know and that's if you're like not on wi-fi uh to make this art this art piece but not every one looks good Mm -hmm. you know you make 20 of them and share four of them with your friends or one of them with your friends you make 200 and you make one you're even showing me a few where you were like i didn't really like how this turned out you know so it's it's a good i think it's an exercise in defining what art is okay and we're doing that on a mass scale with you know billions of people looking at this ai art and going oh this looks soulless and stupid and this person has seven fingers and i don't like it or people going holy crap i just made this insanely intricate piece Mm -hmm. of art in a minute what else can I do with it how far can I push it and how can this make me better well I tend to look at like because we have digital artists and how they don't necessarily paint or draw in the traditional Mm -hmm. way but they use like technology to help them create these masterpieces Mm -hmm. and I follow a few digital artists on TikToks who make these pieces that just like are really really moving like they're very beautiful pieces to just do on technology which probably gives you a little bit more tools than traditional sure. stuff but i really just think like ai is like the next step to that i don't think ai is a step forward uh-huh. i think it's a step sideways okay so instead of replacing someone with ai art keeping ai art as like you said you have more tools in your mm-hmm. digital thing you keep that as a side, on on the side of you, you're getting another weapon to use. Yeah. Get another paintbrush to use. Okay. Um, I have been using AI art to. I mess around with it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make them all hummingbirds doing something. A hummingbirds. I'm the next one I'm gonna make is a hummingbird sword. <gasps> I love it. Like the whole body is like a hilt, and then one wing is a gigantic blade, and you kind of see like an eye, and it's like badass. You should also do like hummingbird armor, like a whole suit of Yeah, armor. I tried doing that thing. Oh, it wasn't working? Yeah, I don't know. They're so dainty, and then you put a helmet on it, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so cute. But I I generated this thing in AI, in, in mid-journey, uh, which is an AI robot, and I am going to I, I projected it onto my canvas, okay. spray painted the background, and then I'm going to go in and hand paint. That's going to take me hours and hours and hours to hand paint this thing and have a physical painting that I'll sell Mm -hmm. for hundreds of dollars because I put in the time and effort and I put in the love and expertise into this piece. The robot didn't do any of that, but I would not have this sword uh, hummingbird even in my brain. If it wasn't for AI. Without spending a night at home, just in my bed on my phone, just like running the robot over and over Mm -hmm. and over again until I found a piece that like knocked my face off. Okay. Are you going to do that with, like, all of your AI images where you're, like, that's pretty much just your, like, source image and then you're going to paint it? I really like that 
feeling of okay. letting the robot sketch with me. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've done like art meetups or like art nights where you invite people over and you're like. I try, but my friends are just being really lame. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. guys. Yeah. It's hard to bring all your art supplies sometimes somewhere. I can make it work. Yeah. I'm like really good at that. Like we used to do like a we tried doing a tarot podcast with all my friends, and I have like 20 like. Um, uh, tarot decks, and I brought them all. I made it work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can do it. Well, I mean, it's I w- you're the tool that other people need, just yeah. like the robot is what other I artists need, AI. for sure. Yeah. I am AI. But no, I think of it like just brainstorming with someone. Okay. And when I'm up at 3 a.m. and everyone's asleep and no one wants to talk to me on Instagram DMs about my art, I will talk to the robot. And I go, you know what I want to see? I want to see a a, a robot, or, you know, like a robot boxing a hummingbird boxing back, you know? And me and me and the AI machine will just hash it out. And so that's what I feel like it does really well. Okay. Uh, I post them on my Instagram, but it's never... I mean, putting a signature on these things is absolutely wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever I make them real and put them on a canvas, I always sign them hummingbird and mid-journey because I think that I I feel like it's a collaboration without without mid-journey I would not have thought of this crane hummingbird three-winged thing that I made a couple months ago like I just would never have thought of it and it it, it plays it out in a way that's that makes my brain understand it I sketch it a little bit onto the canvas and Mm -hmm. then I paint it fully so well when these like things like turn into robots that come to take over the world they definitely will spare you yes i think that it'll it'll identify that i used it the most (laughs) you know like i helped it create what it is and that's what's awesome is the more you use the robot the better it gets which is really cool so then like what do you think like to like the artists or like some people in the community who like they really don't like ai like they think it's going to like take away from like what artists are already doing I understand that. It's, I'll say it right now, like, I'm more creative than the AI, but the AI could show it's more creative than I can, faster, okay. easily. So there'll always be an artist that could do something better, but it's gonna take you 20 hours. It's gonna take this thing 20 seconds. So if you want soulless art, that's easy to do. You're like, I want a Doberman Pinscher's face looking three degrees to the left because I'm starting a dog co- a dog grooming company. I just want a vector dog face. Yeah. Boom. 20 seconds done. But if you want your your actual identical family skipping through a, a, the actual beach that you all grew up on, you know, and like doing something real that has soul, has actual like brush strokes. Um, even if they're digital brushstrokes, I don't think that the AI is going to be good at, at least right now, we're on version four of Midjourney. I don't think right now it has that like feeling that humans can only replica- replicate. Again, at the, at the moment. Once it gets to a point where this AI is making things and then 3D printing them onto canvases, you know, there's not a lot of people that are you know, horse trainers anymore. People now work on cars. You know, I, I hate to be that person, but maybe the day of making vectored images on your iPad are numbered. And again, we're more creative than the robot. We're going to find something else to do. 
but it's just a sad part of the world that people want to fight this thing mm-hmm. versus understanding it more. Like, yeah. I'm even getting into the code now of what it's doing and how it's working. Oh, wow. Like, not I'm, it's very surface level. I got, let some guy on YouTube tell me about it, <laughs> but... It's, it's very it's still more than I know. Yeah, but it's it's so interesting that humans made this thing and humans understood how to make this thing happen. Mm-hmm. So it is it's it's human it has humanity in it. It's just humans don't want to like see that. They don't want to see the beauty in it. They just want to see it as this car goes faster than a horse. What am I going to do with all these horses I have in my stable? <laughs> you know, like I I don't know what to tell you like the car does not have a living being inside of it. Some people will still decide to ride horses. So you have to be the best horse trainer ever. Like, you know, it's it sucks, but it's it's giving people a kick in the ass. Yeah. Because people making that Doberman pincer, you know, three degrees to the left, whatever I said before, as a very simple black and white image to put on the side of your dog grooming business, that wasn't real art. I hate to say it out loud, like... You just trace something you got from Google and you took all the colors out of it and you made it into a vector and you put it on a you know side of a building. I, I feel like real art is getting out there and challenging yourself. And AI art will do all the stuff that doesn't challenge you. So then I guess what is like your next, do you think your next challenge is going to be? I think that <clears throat> the big, I mean, candidly the biggest challenge for an artist is to live as an artist to sell art and make money off of it so my challenge right now is putting the paint down paintbrush down and getting in people's emails and going hey would you like this piece of art or hey would you like me to come and try to sell this piece of art at your (laughs) at your event Mm -hmm. that's that's a big challenge that's something ai is never going to take from you and you know ai is cheap as shit it's ten dollars a month for your baseline model, for mid-journey at least, someone, the challenge is getting someone to pay you $500 for a painting. Yeah. Do you think that, like, right now, like, trying to live as an artist, that's your biggest thing, is just trying to, in a sense, go out to where your stuff is going to sell? Yeah. I mean, it's, I have, and me and uh, Cody have talked about it, um, other St. Peter super cool. Uh, yeah. The other, other half My of other the, half. the other half of this coin. The half that everyone remembers. <laughs> Stop it. You used to have to grow a cool mustache. Honestly, no. I, it's so <laughs> funny because okay, so we started those like mural Monday things, and Cody's like, "Well, I want you to be the face," and I like I was very hesitant because I don't like being in front of the camera. I think that's why a lot of people they're like, "Oh yeah, you exist," because I really do stay in the shadows. And uh, people <laughs> love those videos, and I just don't understand it because I don't find myself. I don't see why me being in them is just so appealing to people but I guess people like I mean Instagram likes girls on camera I I don't mean (laughs) to boil you down like that but if we're talking about how to get your art in front of people put a girl in it I I I hate to be this this brash about it but no you're not wrong social media (laughs) really does like women Uh I just I don't know like I would have people like coming in to like see me be like oh my god I like love your video and I'm like oh wow so many of you have seen this I was like it's just me I'm not that interesting guys but We'll if put I, a mustache on you, and you'll be the best of both worlds. Dude, I think I might be able to grow a really <laughs> good one. I mean, Persians are really hairy. If I just let it go, I might be able to. I don't know how much Cody would like that, but um, we can try it. Okay, so yes, you and Cody were talking about... We were talking about... Yeah. What were we talking about? Um, 
how to get your uh, art in front of people that will buy it. Where was I going with this? I had I had a thread I was pulling and I I, uh, I lost it. I'm really good at that too. Sorry guys. <laughs> um, but yes, I think the hardest part than when I talk to artists is that people. I feel like with St. Pete, like a lot of the consumers talk about how they love their artists so much and they support their local artists mm -hmm. and, and they talk a lot about it. I don't feel like everyone in St. Pete puts their money where their mouth is. Right. Oh, so I, I remember the thread. If you want yes, me to go, go back to go it. Go for it. Run. Um. The people I talk to that have money, uh -huh. um, they just want abstract art. That doesn't mean much. Okay. Uh, I have done abstract pieces, but then if you're, like, close up to it and you don't know the story, again, it goes back to one of your first questions, then you pull back, and it's a, it's a calf. It's a baby cow. Mm -hmm. And you're like, whoa. You're like, you see the eyes. You see the snout. You see the ears. You see the, you're like, oh, my God, I see it now. And, like, I like that kind of abstract art. Mm-hmm. It still takes a little bit more brains to put that into it, but there is a uh, extremely wealthy uh, apartment building that went up in the middle of St. Pete. I won't mention which one because I know how much people pay for it, and they probably don't want people knowing because <laughs> it's a very tiny <laughs> amount of real estate they get for it. But every time you open the elevator on each floor, there's a huge six-foot-by-six-foot six canvas that's just splattered paint. Just like they take red and mauve and they throw it at a canvas, done. And you get to the next one and it's black and purple. It's like every, every time you get to each level, it's a different art piece. Mm -hmm. And that is, I think, where living as an artist could be, is you swallow up my, oh my God, everything has to be a hummingbird. Everything has to be something, you know, that your eye, something organic. Instead, I go to these apartment buildings that are popping up all over St. Pete. And go, I can make you a bunch of 10 by 10, like 10 foot by 10 foot canvases. I make them myself, splatter the heck out of them, and just get that proof of concept going around to people. Because I know I can make a really good abstract piece, but it's like when you're putting up all of these apartment buildings, they want to have soul. They want to have, this is where people live. They want them to feel comfortable about it, but it is a brand new building that they put up. So to have local artists in there would mean something to them. It's just getting that in front of them yeah. and letting them understand, like, I can make you gigantic, cool pieces. And because I'm local, you're not going to get some dude from New York or Boston that charges crazy amounts of money. I'm throwing some shade right now. I forgot. I, I should not. Uh, some guy that makes huge art and sells them for way too much money because he has a name behind it. I have barely a name behind me. So let me get my foot in the door, pay my pay my rent for the year. Let me do this. You know what I mean? Have you tried that yet? I haven't. I want to make a proof of concept. Okay. I want to make one gigantic one. Go for it. It's, <laughs> we're in January of 2023, so you know there's plenty of apartment complexes yeah. going up in downtown St. Pete. That's not stopping anytime damn soon. Um, and you know, go to all of them. Yeah, just walk around with a gigantic 10 foot <laughs> by 10 foot <laughs> splatter. <laughs> I feel like it's a little soul-sucking, I guess, to just, like, give the people, like, this really dumbed-down version of your guys' talents just because that's what they want and it pays the bills. has to appeal to everybody. Okay. You know? And that's, unfortunately, it's it's tough to, like, have a half-naked woman or a, or a, I don't know, a certain type of, you know cow or something mm -hmm. people just like i don't want to live in a place that has a cow or a pig up or something like it has to be very specifically i'd like a cow 
I know, but I'm cool though. Yeah, you know, I talked to another artist who does murals, and they they wanted to put up this like nude woman with a bunch of like she did a really cool surreal like there's a bunch of bridges and then a nude woman that was like part of the bridges and they were like no we don't want any humanoid figures we just want like architecture cool geometric lines she's like okay i really want to put a cool naked lady on the side of your building maybe that was her reaching too far but it is also like the do you want to make something that people are like wow that's super cool or people are just like all right it's a mural on the side of your building. You paid a local artist, maybe, you know. I do feel on some levels, though, that's what is becoming here in St. Pete because, and I hear a lot of artists talk about this where they're just like, yeah, well, like, this is what they want me to do, but, like, I had this really cool idea and I liked this. And it's just, it is that, like, kind of fight between they're like, okay, well, I have to give the consumer what the consumer wants, mm-hmm. but, like, why can't I at least have a little bit of say in the creative process? Right. And it does kind of create this, like, cookie-cutter feel where, like, okay, well, like, what's different from their, like, patterns of color and their lines over there? And what made St. Pete, St. Pete, and why everyone wants to move here is because of our weird art and our weird bars and our weird people. But I feel like and people do not remember that because now they're living in a, you know, $5,000 a month, two bedroom, one bath. Like, it's ridiculous. Well, I like hate to say it like the city and our city leaders, and I have no problem calling out the city or our city leaders at all. Um, they have kind of created this environment where they allowed the weirdness of St. Pete to build them up mm-hmm. and then basically said, okay, well, no one wants weird anymore because we have people that are making like six figures and they don't want weird. So you guys like shut up yeah i mean it's it's tough when you go into someone's house and they have the dumbest art it's just like pastel flowers everywhere that probably came with the frame and it hurts and i want that to be different i want to give out just give out art to everybody and have weird art or something with like 85 eyes in it and three mouths and like give this is a portrait of you you know like try to be like fun and make things real but like again what what's the challenge is meeting people where they are Mm -hmm. visually the yeah the climate of saint pete is just kind of like that like kind of like old tiny very like clean cookie cutter um and you know it's sad because like you know the city rode on the backs of these really like cool creative artists who helped build and create you know saint pete is what saint pete is because of the artists 100 percent. you know and it's and now they just painted over it mauve they yeah. painted over it the the most boring color you can ever think of mm-hmm. and i know i know i can name six different murals all down central that are now white that are now pink that are now lime green and they used to be murals that took two weeks to do by one person no helper they lost girlfriends because they were out in the sun doing this and not making enough money they barely made rent maybe they were like homeless because all they wanted to do was make art and these people came in and they bought the building for way too much money put in a restaurant that's charging way too much money for a Pabst Blue Ribbon and paint it over the weird stuff that people actually cared about. And it it should piss off everyone that moves here and thinks that they got a raw deal. Well, but also at the same time, like, I blame the community on some level because it's, again, we put these politicians and these city leaders in power. We voted for them. 
there's votes for them. Sure. And then we're not going to complain about kind of what's happening. But Are you running for office, day, Udabi? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I feel like I should. <laughs> um, but then at the end of the day, um, you know, it's I don't feel like there's enough outcry. I feel like we're all really good at being keyboard sure. warriors, but like. As a as a bartender, I like charging fifteen dollars for a cocktail. That's you yes. Know? I will agree with you on that one. When it comes to bills being paid, it's really nice yeah. when those places call uh, charge a good hefty price. But the bars I go to, you know, I do get a password for two dollars. You know, yeah. like I, I I go to cocktail like really nice restaurants and cocktail bars, but like I really like that the options there to get a nice light beer for under five dollars. That's what I mean. We're in Florida. We're not paying a lot of taxes here. No. There has to be something beneficial to living in a small city that has good art. Yeah. And when all those things are getting stripped out, not quickly, but it's it's the homogenization. Mm-hmm. Homogenization? Hom- is there a Z in there? I have no idea. I feel Homo- like you said it right. Homogenization? Homogenization? When I'm you're sure be someone when who you lets us know. when you want a mural but you don't want it to be challenging, you're you're not part of the problem, but you're definitely not you're definitely not moving us towards something unique. One of the things that I would love to have is literally just be able to own a house. I don't want to I don't want a big house. I just want a nice size house that's comfortable that I can grow a family in. You know, and I, like, literally just want to be, like, okay, artists, like, just can you, kind of like, come and, like, do whatever you want to my house? Like, yeah. I really don't care what you do. Like, just please just, like, come make my house look cool. Like, I'm just really down for, like, even when I was getting my tattoos, like, I always had ideas in my, like, I said, I came to them with, like, a rough draft. I said, look, this is what I want, but, like, just make it come true. Like, I don't really care how you do right. this. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, just please make it look cool on my body. That's, I mean, it's... It's unfair for us to say everyone should be an artist and everyone should like weird art. Mm-hmm. There is 300,000 people in this city. How many? Somewhere around there? I would say, yeah. Quarter of a, mi- quarter of a million, something like that. The, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Yeah. Not everyone is going to want a surreal octopus, you know, yeah. like eating a baby or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> like, people are not going to like. Can you please put that on a yeah. onesie for me? <laughs> yeah, oh, my gonna, God. I'm gonna spray paint the side of uh, the side of Station House at middle of night when no one's looking. Oh, that's a, that's a great idea. I would totally buy that. <laughs> You'd be actually. like, I know who did that. <laughs> Is that a surreal octopus? Well, it's like you said. Like you go into someone's house and they have pastel flowers. You know, there's gonna be people you who can't, like pastel. Flowers. Not everyone is gonna like that. And you know, maybe the people who like the surreal octopus, you know, fighting a baby, are not gonna pay fifteen dollars for a cocktail. So like, there is a middle ground. I get it, but. When you paint over the weird stuff and then don't repaint it with something else, you just keep it a pink wall, it hurts me. It does. Don't they have just, like, a pink wall in, like, L.A. that's, like, really popular? What do you mean? Just, like... It's just a pink wall. It's, like, there's just... Okay, so there's just, like, this wall. They did a video on it, like, a long time ago. But there's just, like, this wall in, like, L.A., and it's just one color. I think it's just pink. It's just pink. And, like, people line up to take pictures in front of it. Someone get, like, shot there or something? No, it's just a pink... I just don't understand. <laughs> it's just a pink wall. Like, yeah. you know, I just... I don't know. I, that's cool. I want to see the gum wall. Have you seen that? Where no. it's just, like, everyone's... I, I think it's in Europe or something, where everyone just stuck gum to this thing for, like, a hundred years, and now it's, like, th- real thick. And people are, like, touching it. I'm like, what is going on? Oh, that's on? disgusting. Yeah. 
There's also like a lot of like really good mural walls that people have cut into to see how thick all the murals have been on that wall. Oh. Like there are walls. I mean, I'm sure there are some in St. Pete and Tampa that um, just like an overarching org will be like, yeah, every month or every two months or every season, they just rotate muralists to go and do it. You know, like, OK, yeah, you get section three, you get section four. And you just paint over that that wall, and, that, and there's a there is like a bunch of famous walls that like they will cut in, and you see just like layers of rainbow of just someone's been painting this thing for 20 years every month. You should have a wall like that. Yeah. Because I have never like mind you, I, I've done a fair bit of traveling. I'm it's not like I'm a globe trotter. Is that the term for it? Um, but I've never in my life seen such a strong concentration of like legitimate full-time artists yeah anywhere else but here like maybe i know there's a really weird connection between like Asheville and um kansas city like you know uh but like saint pete for some reason like you you just don't find that anywhere else yeah it's uh it's impressive how many artists it's, are here and how many artists really give a shit about our city. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe because we're, we're smaller than Asheville, probably smaller than Kansas City, I can only assume. Oh, yeah, probably. But, like, no one wants to move out of here. No. People want this place. They want to be they, – they, there's enough room for everyone to make money here. It's just – I don't know what the, what the X factor is for some artists to – to take off Mm -hmm. but i believe it's definitely the getting out of the saturation and that's something that i think saint pete is whether we have too many artists or enough artists doing the same thing it's the people who break out and like go look at me i'm doing something just a little bit different they're able to break out of a little bit of the saturation because we were talking about that a little bit before we kind of started um is like yeah like you have a good point there is we have a lot of artists like this area there is a saturation here where it's like if you need art done i mean you have a ton to choose from it's not like yeah. it's hard to find them nope we're out here so like we're using the same hashtags <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then i guess how do you what do we do as a community and what do we do as consumers to where in a sense everyone who wants a piece of the pie gets a piece of the pie you send a third of them to a farm upstate <laughs> never no i'm just kidding. uh no i think that saint pete is it's evolving and people some people do not evolve with saint pete mm-hmm. um it's really nice to go to these uh you know 2d mostly 2d art shows where you just put a piece of art on the wall and people come and they drink their beers and artists get half off their drinks and it lasts for a day and then you leave and those are nice but i think that coming from other art communities or at least i've seen other art communities do a lot more supporting of one giant thing so say one artist is trying really hard to create a sculpture they will have the fundraiser for the sculpture be a party and they'll let other artists bring their things but it's like it's all centered around one artist project and the next month it'll be around another artist project i think that what the community the community in saint pete especially with the 2d artists 
we kind of go, all right, we're doing a big show or we're doing a big market. Everyone come out. And there's not a huge theme to it. If there is a theme, it's not forced, but like you have to tell people what the theme is. Mm-hmm. If it's a, we're all doing a fundraiser for this artist to make this piece of art or to this artist just went through a tragedy and needs money and please come buy his stuff or this artist is a solo show for this artist and we're trying to and you know a bunch of the proceeds is going somewhere else i think that's a really good way to focus people's attention on certain people on certain artists or art projects instead of hey everyone show up at this in this room we're gonna have a lot of artists and it's kind of the same people who show up to these things over and over again. Yeah. I mean, not to say I do not love all the friends that I've met, made through that. You guys are <laughs> friends I made through that. But it is a lot of, it's just artists showing up for artists, which is great, but it's that getting something bigger than, hey, it's a party, hey, it's a hangout, hey, it's a vending opportunity. Granted, I like making money at markets and vending. But also, like, think about it this way. Like, artists are the majority of the artists here are struggling. Let's just be honest, mm-hmm. okay? You know, the majority of them, like, are struggling. They're trying to find a way to pay their rent, pay their bills without having to have another job. And I agree with you. With a lot of the art shows, love those art shows, there's been some really amazing creative ones where you've met, there's been a lot of other great artists. Like, at oh, Meat yeah. Yard, I love their art. I wouldn't have met them if it wasn't for Stephanie. Right. Okay? And, um, but the same people go out to every art show to support their friends, support their local artists, and that's great. But how do we drive consumers who want to buy art yeah. to these shows? They don't come. Yeah, it's true. It's, they don't uh, come. Plain and simple. You're not getting consumers. You're getting other artists. Yep. Artists don't want to buy art every month. They can't afford to buy art every month. Where are the people with the money? I like going to Populum shows. Uh, I put a lot of things in my Populum yes. shows. I bought exactly one piece she of does, art at she, Populum. She does a great job curating yeah. those, but how are we driving – end of the day how are you driving consumers to these how do we get consumers to these shows that want to buy pieces and i don't think a band is gonna push people that far into it i've seen shows where you know there's a band playing and there's also a solo art show and it kind of seems like two two worlds that they don't really collide i think that there's a a huge part of of what people do downtown is alcohol centric Mm-hmm. Yeah, alcohol is a big deal for a lot of people who do those things. Oh, yeah. Um, you tell a group of people no alcohol at this, and they, they still bring their alcohol yeah. somehow. So I am going to – I'm setting up – I'm trying to – I'm going to do a little announcement. It's not official, Ooh. but I'm in the works of making my own solo show. I love when you guys announce this on my <laughs> podcast. I just feel so special. I'm in the works. I have a location. I'm emailing. Things are good. I have enough pieces. We're going, but it's at a brewery that dogs are allowed and they will have like a small little band playing it's like gonna be a night oh my god a cool night of you things happening you should do happening. a dog costume contest where they have to dress up as like different hummingbirds they have to be hummingbirds right the oh little hummingbird. that's a great idea yeah the little beaks on everything oh my god i would dress up bug oh my I god i would literally tell don't bring your dogs your dog doesn't matter He'd only my dog can bird. be here <laughs> little bug bird bug would make a cute bird but no i love that i i but it like it's at a brewery and it's like there's stuff to do even if you're not there for the art it's just my art is on the wall it's a brewery there'll be stuff you know versus this is an art show and if you're going it's like there's no i don't know if the entry fees 
take people away from it. You know, I'm not calling anyone out. It's it's not a small amount of money to be off the beaten path on a Saturday when there's a lot of free things happening. I, I you feel, know, I feel like a little like for me personally, I'm like on the fence about that because like it's not a bad idea and I'll pay it if I really want to go to those things. But like, you know, like for me, it's like I got I have bills to pay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I'm working two jobs. I have bills to pay. Like I can't, I can't be paying entry fees every week. No. Like I just, I just that that money is, it's not there for me. It's not. Yeah, it's With, like the economy is hard right now. Like let's right. be realistic. The economy is really hard right but it now. But ta- it it kind of takes away from the vendors that are there too. The market people are play, that are in the market of selling things. You're kind of taking someone's like, well, I I pay my twelve dollars. I'm supporting the the artists, yeah. and you're like. Granted, the, the 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 money goes towards the rental space, yeah. and I get it. Goes for the everyone to work hard, yeah. everyone to be there. I get it. Got to keep the lights on. I get it. But it's your question was how do we sell things? And granted, it's a pipe dream, but just having a large public area with artists who are screaming from the rafters, come and see my stuff. Yeah. And it's hard to get those people that are wanting to self-advertise and people who want to come out and look at art instead of going to somewhere where they're just going to get drunk and eat food and go home. I feel like it's very hard to, and like talking from our perspective where we want to do a lot of really cool events and our big thing is, everywhere you want to do events is too expensive. I'm sorry, it's too expensive. It's too expensive. If you're yep. charging me three thousand dollars, uh, five hundred per hour yep. to host an event, I'm s- that's too much. True. That's too much. And it just comes up to. I gotta pull out a loan from the bank just to right. do something. This is—it's ridiculous. But it's a. Why? There needs I understand. To be... I understand why these things cost a lot of money. But it's a. There's a lot that goes into it. Don't get me wrong. You know, I my father did events. Like I'm, I'm not ignorant to the thing. But there needs to be. I feel like certain spaces that are just available, like for or available at a low cost, or just available. Where like, look, the artist community. Like we support you guys. We love you guys. You guys can. These are your spaces where you can do events for free, and you can try to sell. They have those. I mean, the warehouse district exists. The you know there are there are more places popping up that are mm-hmm. um, extremely easy to get into. I haven't been to what Mad Monks yet, but that seems like kind of a place that <laughs> yeah, that you could di- like. There are places new. All I'm saying is there's new places coming up. Yeah, there is. There and is. I've gone to a lot of like punk shows in the warehouse district and like you know little raves that you know they charge you 30 bucks to get in but that's because they're having djs they won't have to charge you 30 bucks if it's just a bunch of artists coming in and showing Mm -hmm. stuff so it's finding those things but it's not in the middle of downtown no and are these people who have the five thousand dollar and this is that's on the low end five thousand dollar apartments are they going to drive to 22nd if they live on fourth no I can tell my so my sister she lives downtown. I can tell you right now she's not driving down that way. Right. I can tell, I, she, she's not driving. Want to do something that it's it will attract people immediately. Yeah. It's something yeah. people might stumble into. Like oh, there's a yeah. lot of people here today. Be like yeah, because my friends want to come and see the art show and they have na beers and kombucha on and it's just like the whole Ooh. thing is, um, it's a a place where people want to be anyway, versus. 
hey, you're going to spend money to come to this place that maybe you've never been before mm -hmm. or that doesn't come up easily on your maps because it's in a warehouse somewhere. Yeah. It's tough because I've been to amazing parties in mm -hmm. warehouses or people's backyards and oh, there's yeah. a ton of people and everyone's having a great time. But you're saying getting the people who buy art in, they're not going to come to the punk yeah. show in the warehouse. They're not going to come to the, you know – to the beer tasting in the back of Cigar City, you yeah. know? Those are the places that I think is really cool and where you can sell art. But it is, it's that threading the needle of getting someone who does want to have mm -hmm. a $500 framed piece of art in their house that I have, I can give it to you. I'll give it to you right now. I'll deliver it. I will deliver it. But they don't know where I am. No. As many stickers as I put downtown, no. they're not going to get to that. So you have to kind of go to where they are. What do you think, though, I guess, about, like, you hear people talk all the time about, like, online sales, mm -hmm. you know, and they make it seem like it's just so easy to do. It's not. You have to throw money at it. Yeah. The person I know that doesn't work a lot for her, uh, she'll say sell maybe one or two prints a month, but through, is it Shopify? Printify? Something-fi? Uh -huh. um, it's probably they one set, of those, They too. set up your, your website. You load up all your images, you give all the options, and someone just goes on and says, I want this print, this painting, on this canvas or on this piece of paper, mailed to me. Mm -hmm. She does nothing. The whole thing prints it mm -hmm. themselves, sends it all out, and they just take a huge percentage chunk out. But for her, now that her website's up and she spends monthly on the website to keep mm -hmm. it up, she probably still spends monthly for this thing to happen, she can get her art just out and no one can say anything. Like, no one has to talk to her. Yeah. I kind of like when someone just hits me up on Instagram and go, mm -hmm. hey, can I get this? Hey, can I do this? That's fun for me. I'll throw in some free stuff, you know? Like, but it is a way, I get it, it's a way for artists to sell their pieces, but you have to search them out really hard. It's a lot of work, too. I think, like, we, like, redo the website at least two, three times a year. Mm -hmm. It's, like, it's not it, – it's a lot I mean, of for work. me, I'm, I'm a social media guy. I don't go on a lot of websites' websites unless I, you know, I'm doing something very specific. I don't go on websites to shop for – or to peruse. I don't go on websites because I'm browsing. I go on websites because I need something specific. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, for me, I think that your social media is probably the best way to do it. And then just and just tell people, I will sell you art for cheap and just redo it. I got I to gotta keep doing that. Get yeah. on camera, put a girl on camera, and say, yo, I will sell you. <laughs> I will sell you. I got to find some cute girl wandering around my neighborhood. <laughs> like, can you hold this print for me? And just say, prints are $10. I did like the um, one video did, releasing your shirts, mm -hmm. where you, like, did it in the rain. And I did it, it in the Hurricane Ian. yeah. I was like, I'm I not going to waste this opportunity. That was really funny. I thought that was really hilarious. You should have put a wig on, like a blonde wig. <laughs> and just, like, I, for some reason, I just think it's so hilarious, um, like, when men will sometimes, like, impersonate girls. I just, I do think it's really <laughs> hilarious. You know, like, some, like, you know, they just, like, they throw, like, just, like, kind of, like, that, that fun at, like, I know if I was a girl right now, I'd probably get more views. Um, I personally think it's hilarious. I know some women who probably would agree uh, with me. I got in trouble because I called out. I didn't call out my friend. I wanted to talk about his his theory. He's a very attractive man, very good artist. I won't call him out here, but he's a Tampa artist. He makes amazing pieces. 
and his his traction was just like Instagram in general is not giving you the likes that I think your follower count ever resp- no. like correlates to. But no. he was getting some good likes, and then all of a sudden they dropped off. They dropped off for everybody. So he goes, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna start spinning around with him. And he's this big jack dude, right? Very handsome. He's spinning around with stuff. Still not still not a lot. And I'm like noticing this, and then he put he has smoking hot girlfriend, <laughs> and she spun around with it, thousand likes. Uh. Like, bro. And, you know, like, I didn't call him out. I was like, dude, great, great idea putting her in front of the camera. He's like trying to think, like, maybe I was trying to hit on her or something. I, I, I had to calm him down. But I was like, no, like, honestly, I'm trying to figure out this this algorithm as much as you are. He goes, yeah, dude, like, I just got frustrated. And I'm like, honey, how about you come spin around with this, you know, and it fucking went off. So I, just, I think it's so funny because, like, what we were saying, like, the videos with me on them are they do really well. But I don't have the energy that Cody has. Like, he is just like, it's when I love when he does the Friday events, I hate having to do them because he just has this energy. Right. Like, he makes you, like, want to, like, get out and be like, um, you know, okay, I'm going to go to all these events because, like, Cody makes them sound. And people come in all the time, like, wow, your energy is so infectious. And I just don't have that. Right. It's just, I just have boobs and a butt. And social media really likes that. And, um, you know. That's what our algorithm overlord But I don't have wants. the personality. I really don't. Um, okay, but my last question for you, it's going to be a hard one. You'll probably cry. If you had to um, paint one last painting, mm-hmm. who would receive it? Who would perceive it? Receive it. Receive it. I guess both of them. I was to give it to one person? Yeah. I mean, I guess it can be like a group of people, but who would who would be the the caretaker of your last piece? Man. So like, obviously, you want to say family. I don't know. Like, obviously, I would want my father or my mother to have it. Just be like, look, mm-hmm. look at what your son did. Yeah. Because instead of going and being an electrician, which was the plan, oh. I'm an artist. And I know that the money's not as good, obviously, yeah. and the security's not as good. I have to fight with Obama to give me health insurance. You know, I wouldn't have to if I was <laughs> if I was a yeah. electrician. I understand that they wanted that for me, but just to really show them, like, I actually did something yeah. worth more than installing sconces. I think that was would be what I really want for like the legacy to be would be because I'm always looking for validation that would be a really nice validation while I'm Mm -hmm. my last painting before I I don't know die or stop painting I don't know which which way we're going with this either way I have a lot of people that I look up to in the art world Um, a few of them come to mind but someone that was really in my corner a lot of times would be who I want to give it to yeah to be honest in the past year it's been you guys so if anything happens and they take both my arms uh, you guys are on the very, very short list to I'm get it because you guys, you guys have yeah. been such a, such a great support system for me. You so hi, I flipped it on you. <laughs> you thought I was gonna cry. Reverse card there. Yeah, no, you guys have been awesome in the past year. So Aww, if they took trying. my arms now, it's between you and my father. So. I would hang it above my <laughs> child's crib. <laughs> yeah. That's where it would go. Yeah, my dad's not gonna put it, you know, above anybody's crib. So <laughs> you guys might have won. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and talking with us. I think after our small little hiatus, this is going to be a very fun podcast for everyone to listen to. So thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening, St. Pete. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can catch all the fun conversations we will have with our local artists and business owners. For some fun behind the scenes, follow us on Instagram at Good Morning St. Pete. 
We hope you all have a sunny day and remember to always stay super cool.